Hey, who? Okay, okay. I think I'm warmed up. How about you? You feel okay? I feel okay. Yeah. I took a, uh, is it a fisherman's pal? Friend. Fish, fisherman's friend. Yeah. That, that makes way more sense. I took one of those and I feel all right now. Yeah, it's a lozenge that tastes like cat litter or something. Yeah, I thought it was cat litter. I had some cat litter last night. I don't know. So I w- I've been wanting to ask you um, if uh, if if it's true that your name appears on uh, the list of names from Epstein's Island. No, no, I never went there. I don't know. I don't know anything about that place. I, actually, I know a little bit about that place, but the little that I know about that place is from Googling recently. It's like probably like two weeks ago. I was just. I, somebody had said something about how Epstein's list was about to be released. Mm-hmm. And I thought, where the fuck even was that Island? And I went on a goose chase of like looking at what the Island was. It was like this little Island called, uh, I think little St. James, but it, it's in the, yeah. it's in the naturally. In it the was Cari- little, it was in the Caribbean. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Yeah. It was, it was in the Caribbean. And, uh, and I looked, I looked at a satellite view of it, and it just looks like a resort, you know? And I was oh, like, well, that yeah. makes sense. And it would just look like a fancy hotel, yeah. you know? It's not like there's, like, bushes of bushless adolescence or something <laughs> carved into the islander. I expect it, you know. You know yeah, you don't know expect. what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah. It's in the shape of a woman. Right, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, this is the, everything that you just said was verbatim uh, Bill Clinton's excuse after he was asked oh yeah it was just a nice resort or whatever well he, he just said i've never heard of it i had to google it I, I don't know what you're talking about oh no way he said all of that that you just said it was almost like you were reading it but he's been there yeah he's on the flight log that's what i'm implying yeah well you don't know for sure and you certainly uh, don't mm-hmm. want to get under the ire of the clinton uh that's true thumb i could wake up dead or yeah mm-hmm. or in jail or in jail and then dead and then dead yeah, yeah. It could happen. Well, we're not Haitian, so... <laughs> Bro, prob- don't... Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It probably won't... <laughs> Listen, 23andMe. <laughs> probably won't come back. <laughs> you don't know my twi- you don't know my ancestry results, you piece of shit. Speak for yourself. Exactly. I'm actually mostly Scottish, it turns out. Um, I, I don't really know what I am. I've never done. Never anything. done one? No. You don't want to put your DNA into the database. Mm-mm. I'm not sending that In shit. In case you're I'm not falling for it. In case your crimes come back to haunt you. My my crime? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get another lozenge. If you hear some noise, it's just this bag opening. I want to... Uh, Do you want a lozenge? I think I'm okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, I want to say that the gifts that we got... Um, oh, yeah. The, the soap that I got, I have been using the shit out of that. It smells amazing. Oh. It and, it's, and it's very nice to exfoliate my hands. So, my hands have never looked prettier. Well, they do look nice. I'm looking at them with my eyeballs right now, and I can see that those are some nice-looking, soft, womanly hands. I don't know what that has to do with it. Okay. um, Well, it's just pretty obvious you've never worked much more than a few hours. Or have I, and now I'm just using extremely good soap? (laughs) Mm, I I don't know. I I have soft hands, too, like a lady. And... um, Ladies work hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some do, but it's just a Bernie Mac quote. Oh. From life. I think he says, yeah, soft hands like a lady. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And you know what happened to him? He mm-hmm. died. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he never went to Epstein's Island. Mm-hmm. As far as we know. I was actually listening. You know who the uh, Skinner is? The artist Skinner? He, he so. does a lot of like very vivid, very uh, stoner art kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like the kind of things. I'm wearing a Dolly Parton t-shirt. so not, it's, it's amazing. Not the kind of thing you'd see on a Dolly Parton t-shirt, but more like the kind of thing you'd see on a Mastodon album. Okay. He, yeah. d- he, did, right. he yeah. did a Mastodon Trippy album shit. cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that guy's a guy who keeps up with stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's been keeping up with... Um, uh, Israel and Gaza and Hamas mm-hmm. and then he started keeping up with Epstein Island and he was talking about how on the Epstein Island when the Epstein list came out and Stephen Hawking was on it yeah, he was like I actually remember a podcast that Duncan Trussell did with uh, the Higgs guy from Higgs Boson oh, okay. um, yeah. the, the Atom Collider yeah so Higgs um, was not a fan of Stephen Hawking. <laughs> and at one point he came up in the conversation and Higgs was like, oh, Stephen Hawking is a perverted motherfucker, probably out doing prostitute stuff or whatever. <laughs> he like went off on this rampage about like how Stephen Hawking is a horn dog and like. Little did we know. It turns out he's on the list. He's on the list. You know what sucks is that one of the things I found that sucks is. Uh, or I saw online is um, George Lucas was on the list. Yes. Saw that. <laughs> but because they asked one time in one testimony, was George Lucas there? And the person said, no. So that's why his name shows up on the list. It was because, Just because they asked, because they asked, was he there? And the person said, no, were they just pulling like rich people out of the yes, air? Exactly. They just went down and like name found <laughs> every name why isn't Elon Musk on that list? Right, I don't know. He probably... He's got that money. Probably hid his flight logs. Or he just... He changes his name. Had the island delivered. On, on every had. every flight he takes. Horror dash. It's a different, that's not, different fucking that's not. <laughs> series of uh, letters and codes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm not going to make that um, problem worse for myself. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. We're trying to... Nobody repeat what I said. I didn't even hear what you said, so I'll I'll hear <laughs> it on playback. It on but list. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna delete it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a beep for the whole time of that conversation. So there's another thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, what was it? I've already accused you of going to Epstein's Island. Now I want to accuse Man. you of stealing my jokes. Whoa. Okay, hold on. I, I just want to ask you. Oh. I want to come straight for you. Yeah. Because someone showed me a video of myself making a joke. Uh huh. And then a video of you making a joke, and it was almost the same joke. Nah. Uh huh. What? When was it? What joke? It was uh, about a year ago, mm-hmm. and I made a joke about a pile of dead babies, and then you made a joke about a stack of dead babies, and it was, man, it was almost word for word. Is this real? No. Oh no, no not at all. Because I thought I've never made a joke about dead babies. Wow. Well, not since middle school, but. You had me going. I was really thinking. Did I really? Like, yeah. When did I steal this joke? I Man, don't... I, I, I was just fucking around. Because of uh, Cat Williams and how he uh, oh. he went on um, okay. Shannon Sharp's podcast mm-hmm. and talked about um, how Cedric the Entertainer stole one of his jokes. Damn. And then I did see those videos right back to back, and it's pretty fucking close. Damn. I'll have to watch that. I haven't seen that yet. The only thing I saw was that 
was that Cat Williams called out Steve Harvey and somebody else. And Steve somebody. Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, um, Kevin Hart mm. uh, talks about ludicrous. <laughs> it's going after everybody. Yeah, uh, Ricky Smiley, Faison. Oh. Um, wow, yeah. do you think this is like Cat Williams' attempt to clamber back into the limelight, or do you? Think I, I don't. I think he was really just. Putting it out there. Put, putting the truth out into the world. Yeah. Because no one, people have come back at it. Yeah. But not with anything that really dismisses anything that he said. Right, right. So. They'll just be like, you got arrested. What the fuck? Right. And it's like. Yeah, I did, but not for stealing jokes. Like like Cedric the Entertainer, the whole thing with that was um, Kat did a joke about a car. Cedric did a joke about a spaceship. It was almost the same joke. Mm. Um, and Cedric's like, well, I've never seen you do a joke about a spaceship. It's like, he didn't say he did. He said, you stole his joke about a car and put a spaceship in it. Right. Like that's, come on, try. Mm, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I used a whole different word, baby. That ain't the same joke. <laughs> We're coming from two different places. Yeah. Um, all right. So either way. Yeah. Don't steal my jokes, please. It's okay. I won't. I do like the, in the, in the made up um accusation that your joke was just a loose sloppy pile of dead babies and right. my joke was a very organized stack of babies you cleaned my joke up cataloged yes yes mm -hmm. good job yes Cat Let's... cataloged and ready for the market pitch uh not a pitch like the fork forklift yeah maybe a forklift forklift for Small forklift. A dead baby forklift. Oh. Let's go into the intro on that. No. <laughs> dead baby forklift. People have a real negative attitude about God. I don't have to serve the Lord. Ain't none of nobody's business how I live. They're not even married. Idolaters, people that worship idols, and all lives are going to have their part in the earth. All right. So you have a uh, a, a novel here you'd like to speak about? It's not a novel. What what it is is that I'm when I was when I went to Furnace Fest one time I signed up for the Friends of the PM book club. PM Press is a um, a little printing press. Uh, Do you know what PM stands for? No. I totally just put you on the spot with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. It's okay. It, it's okay to not know everything. Yeah, it, it's totally okay. I just thought it would be like right there in that brochure you're looking at. PM Press was founded at the end of 2007 by a small collection of folks with decades of publishing, media, and organization experience. Since then, we've published over 500 titles with authors such as Ursula K. Le Guin, Noam Chomsky, and Angela Davis. Members of PM Press have founded enduring book fairs, spearheaded victorious tenant organization campaigns, and worked closely with bookstores, academic conferences, and even rock bands even to deliver political bands. and challenging ideas to all walks of life. We're old enough to know what we're doing and young enough to know what's at stake. So anyway, I signed up for this PM book club because I like the books they have. There were a bunch of like activist books. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of stuff about capitalism and socialism and Marxism and racism and all the isms are confronted. And this this month they sent me a book uh, about atheism and parenting. Oh, wow! And this one's called Parenting Without God. It's a book by Dan Arrell, and 
this is the second edition of it. The subtitle is How to Raise Moral, Ethical, and Intelligent Children Free from Religious Dogma. So I thought that um, this book would benefit someone else much better than me. Because I do not have children, nor do I plan to have children, and my cats are already atheist. <laughs> so I was going to offer this book to one of our listeners. If you're uh, dealing with, maybe you're an atheist or that's been unevenly yoked with a Christian uh, partner, and you want to look at how to raise your kids, you want some tips on how to raise your kids without the blanket advice of just send them to church, they'll do fine. Mm. That's a terrible advice. So see, like, you see how we turned out. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't know how to tell you this, but if you try to cover all your children with a blanket and put a priest in there, <laughs> you're gonna have problems. You know, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't blanket parent like that. So, anyway, this book is free to whoever wants it. You just got to get in touch with. Uh, maybe send an IM to the uh, DM to the IG. Yeah, first come, first serve. We'll uh, we'll get it out to you. No, nah, maybe not first come, first serve. If somebody just says they want it, we'll be like, well, how many kids do you got? What are they into? And okay, we'll, I have to know, ask a couple of questions. Yeah, okay. we'll do some, right. a little do some digging. And then we'll get somebody that's like, I got five kids and they're all Christian. I don't know what to do. And be like, I got I got you. I got you. Yeah. We don't want someone to get this book and then fucking sell it to yeah. someone else yes. for like 500 bucks. Sure. Where we just gave it away to them. Right, probably won't happen because you could just buy it at PM Press for retail um, if you wanted. But they could say this is a special edition that Dan Errol, who I've never heard of, signed it. It is the second edition. <clears throat> there so you it's go. Already not the first edition. Yeah, first edition would have been. I feel like we've okay. talked about the book enough at this point. Have we? Let's Are we talk, done? Let's We're talk done about a different book. Let's talk about which book though? John. Oh, John. All right. We are. Back in the Gospel according to John today. Okay. Part due. Oh, yeah. You like that? Part due. Hot shots. Part due. Um, it's a new year, and we are back on our bullshit. Mm-hmm. We, this year is fucking filling up with episode topics oh. already. Well ahead of me. Damn. Um, and we're almost done with season three. Yeah. We're close, right? Yeah, I forgot to look at the... The numbers exactly, but we're get we're nearing the end of season three. That that would mean we're coming up on forty five episodes. Yeah, so that's that's insane. Um, and I've actually forgotten everything before this moment. Everything oh. that we've learned in our episodes, I've clear I've cleared out my head. Okay, I had to flush my brain to make room for legal shit and Sonic the Hedgehog trivia. Oh sure. So um, it's all gone. All this Bible stuff is gone this before is, right now. This is episode twelve of season three. So we got three more episodes after this one. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, 42, right? Yeah. Okay. Episode 42. Welcome. Here we go. Uh, two weeks ago, we were not in John because it was Christmas. Oh, yeah. But now it isn't, so fuck your holidays. Do you fear what I fear? Hopefully you listened to our Christmas Eve caroling call-out episode. It was great. Yeah. I it was a lot that. of fun. Yeah, I had fun. We got a... Uh, that was a... That was an episode I didn't think was going to happen because we got the the information about Chauncey in the was in, in the hospital and yeah you know I was excited to make that one. <clears throat> so. I'm, not, I'm not in the hospital anymore. I'm out. They let me go. In case you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then two weeks before that, we started our journey through John by talking about that time Jesus was a bartender at a wedding, mm. and then that other time he was super aggressive in the temple. Oh yeah, like a real jerk. 
Kyle. Throwing shit. Kyled out. Kyled out. At the it's like he took a monster energy drink. Mm. Just started throwing shit. Kyled out at the synagogue. These two stories that we covered a month ago are specific to John. <clears throat> so since we've already covered three of the other Gospels, I thought it would be appropriate for us to only stick to stories that are specific to John. Okay. Until we get to the crucifixion, of course. Oh, of course. Um, that's in all of them. But we haven't covered it yet, other, we, other well, than our Christmas, our yeah, Easter I was, episode. I was going to say, we did watch The Passion, which is pretty covering of the that's true. crucifixion. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, I think John is going to be a four-parter, oh. as I told you before. Yeah. Um, at least this episode, one more episode, and then a full episode for the crucifixion and resurrection. Damn. Yeah. Sometimes you got to run back and forth to the John. That's true. That's, That's true. how it goes around the holidays. Sometimes I got to sit on the John for a while. And sometimes you got to sit on the John for let, a while. Let well, it stew. Well into January. Exactly. Well into it. We're, we're going to, this John, we're going to sit into it. What? We're going to sit on it until well into February. <laughs> this little this little John of mine. I'm going to sit on it fine. Mm, I hope so. So where we left off in the last episode of John is going to dump us right into chapter three. Okay. Um, now, what do you know about John three? I know that. Give it to me, baby. Come on. That there's a, a, a supposedly that someone loved us so much. Who was that? Uh, the God. Who? God. <laughs> the visual on that is amazing. It's the four God. Yeah, <laughs> four God so loved humanity. I don't know. I don't know something about. God loved the people so much that he gave his only son, only begotten. I don't know begotten, what begotten yeah. means in that. Like you could only, Birthed, he, he only be, had the option to have one. That's not true. We are all God's children. He Listen, made many things. So many things are God's choice, but he makes it sound, or the Bible makes it sound like he had no other choice. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is the part where he chooses to, kill himself to save us from himself he sacrifices part of himself part of itself the god sacrificed its i mean for lack of a better term rape child it's mm -hmm. yeah like mm -hmm. you went and impregnated a teenager in the gaza strip for no other reason than that you wanted a sacrifice to yourself? To yourself, to save humanity <clears throat> from yourself. This is all logical, baby. That's just, yeah. If you can if you can say that's not what happened, please tell me. Cause Come on with it. That's we, what it says. We are more open to it than anyone else, <laughs> I promise you. That's what it says happened. And I love that, I love that, like, when you're, like, when you tell someone you're an atheist, they want to, like, tell you, like, Hey man, you just gotta read the Bible. It's all in there. Oh, it's like oh, 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 yeah. that, that's read, making it worse. I Trust read me. the motherfucker guy. <laughs> Have you read the motherfucker? Because you should. That is literally only making it worse for me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Every bit I read is more insulting. So John three sixteen, as you went through most of, mm -hmm. um, that is absolutely one of the most famous verses in the entire bible if not the most famous whosoever believeth in him shall not perish mm -hmm. but have everlasting life amen 
through Jesus Christ, the son, the uh, himself who died by, uh, for himself. Yes. For, for you. Okay. Jesus died for, for his dad, for you. I feel like you're adding things now. Is it still? It, I can go back to it. It's pretty much word for word. <laughs> It's a loose translation. Okay, that's a. Uh, um, it's from the Teen Study Bible. Oh, by Stan Lee. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would read that one. Yeah, right. I would way rather read it. exactly. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the story behind the verse? Well, I'm glad you asked, Shanti. Oh, what is the story behind uh, the verse, Jesus? <laughs> there is a Pharisee that comes to see Jesus by the name of Nicodemus. Oh, Nicodemus! I've heard of this guy. Nicodemus tries to blow smoke and sunshine up Jesus' ass oh. by telling him, we all know that you came from God. Oh, right. Okay. Called him out. Exactly. Yeah. So I just said, bitch, then why are you going to kill me then? Mm-hmm. You know, good and damn well God sent me down here. Why are you trying to kill me? And then Nicodemus would have said, I don't know what you're talking about because that's still like two years off. Yeah. And then uh, Jesus could have just stabbed him in the throat. So and the whole thing would have ended right there. He had options. <clears throat> oh, he always That's has what options. You're saying. Okay, exactly. Um, but Jesus doesn't do that, at least not physically. He tries to confuse this motherfucker mm-hmm. by telling him about what the kingdom of God looks like, and it ultimately leads to three sixteen. Okay. Here's my beef with John three sixteen, and I'm gonna I'll go ahead and throw this warning out there. I have a couple of soapboxes in here today. Damn. And I'm gonna stand on them. Damn. And I I don't want it to get too heavy, but I also want our podcast to serve a purpose. Yeah. So I think we need to take some stances. Okay. All right. Maybe. Well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm not telling you that you have to agree with my stance by any means, but I think you will. (laughs) I bet I will. We'll see. All right. Here's my beef with 316. And it's pretty much verbatim what you've already said. Mm. None of it had to happen. Sure. These are all God's rules that we're playing by. It makes it sound like it was this super loving act to give up your one and only son as a sacrifice for mankind, but qui bono? Whoa, whoa you're using lawyer talk. What does that mean? Qui bono? Who with benefits? A, with a boner. Who stands to gain? Oh. Is it us? Mm, no, not so. really. I mean, if we're playing the game by this rubric... We're just stuck in the middle of it. So yes. we're pawns either way. We're not even pawns. Pawns make it sound like we're part of some deluxe game like chess. Mm-hmm. We're balls in Hungry Hungry Hippo. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. better. Yes. Even better. We're not pawns. We don't serve a purpose like that. Supposedly, humanity failed this test that God set them up to fail at. So he had to make a sacrifice of himself to make sure he stays within the rules that he set up in the first place that he had to know we were never going to thrive in. Yeah. Please make it make sense. No, it will never make sense. I would love for it to. It's not possible. This is the verse that pastors and churches use at altar calls and for outreach. Mm -hmm. Like they could get to, for God so loved the world. And at this point in my life, I would hit pause right there. Because why is any of this necessary? Like, what are we doing? We don't have to send anyone to hell, God. That's your thing. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. So It's crazy that nobody... I mean, maybe this is why Satan left, or Lucifer left the kingdom of God. Maybe he just said, 
what if we didn't have hell? What if we didn't punish him? What if it was just all good? And God was like, shut up. No, not that. Exactly. Satan's like, God, you, you know, you, you don't have to do it. You can just like call it a day and play some Dreamcast or something. He's like, what if we just told them how it worked and let them figure it out for themselves? Mm-mm. And God said, Mm-mm. why don't you go down there with them, motherfucker? Mm. Take, <laughs> take that. Kicked him out of heaven. No. So that's my beef with 316. While I'm here. Oh, beefing on 316. I'll beef on 316 all day. Yeah. I'll beef on it and I'll boof on it. I really hope the boof doesn't mean something bad. I just kind of pulled that out of the air. Um, <laughs> it means something bad, but not. But not in like a derogatory way. It's a it's an act of drug inhaling. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Um, so while while we're here, while I'm already on this little tangent, um, I want to address something else. Okay. If you notice, I use a significantly different tone when talking about the God of the Old Testament. Um, than I do when I'm talking about Jesus. Yeah. Regardless of who or what does or doesn't exist, there's nothing about the character of Jesus that we learn in these books that's necessarily unlikable. He's presented in every fashion as a hero, a protagonist, and that's strictly from a narrative sense. Uh-huh. So that's the same as my understanding of God being the villain in the Old Testament. I have an English degree and I've read an exorbitant amount in my life. I just understand how story works. So unless there's a complete plot twist, it's generally fairly simple to pick out the heroes and the villains. So when you hear us using a lighter tone with Jesus than with God, it doesn't necessarily mean that we believe any of it. We've been pretty upfront with the fact that whenever the red, wherever the red words came from, there's some truth in there. But I don't come straight after Jesus in the same way that I wouldn't come straight after Aragorn or Frodo, or Beowulf, or Odysseus, or fuck Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Why, why attack a protagonist? Mm-hmm. So if you treat the Bible like literature, which you kind of have to, rooting for good is one of the reasons why we read fiction. Right. But the Trinity, and God, and Jesus being God, and God being the villain, it, it all kind of makes it muddy. So, But the standalone character of Jesus isn't one I'm inclined, inclined to attack, even though a lot of disgusting things have been done in his name. Yeah, like a lot. A lot, a whole lot. And they continue. Yes. So, I'm going to step off yeah, this for a whole, minute. That's your, you got off your soapbox? Yeah, for just for right now. This I, whole verse is so, it's insane to read. It's hard to, the whole thing is hard to understand. Because mm-hmm. he starts out saying that God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And that doesn't make sense. Because it's like, what do you mean not perish? You won't die ever. You're like you're saying, you have eternal life, but but I I don't understand. It's this the second death, okay, which is hell, separation from God. Man, okay, but then what the fuck is is why does it say you will have eternal life if you believe in him? If you will also have eternal life in suffering if you don't believe in him, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't. Like, it, why would you have eternal life? Why would it just say eternal life? Why wouldn't it specify a good eternal life? You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you just You're going to continue either way. Yeah, you're just alive forever and you know that. So then so then it goes on and talks about how he didn't send his son to condemn the world and blah 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 but to save the world. And it's just really fucking confusing because it's mm-hmm. like if you didn't send your son to condemn the world 
then you've already condemned the world. The world is already condemned, and you're saving your son to redeem the world. Absolutely, yeah. So it's pre-condemned. Mm-hmm. So you did condemn the world, mm-hmm. but just not by sending your son. Right. That's a, a, a little tricky uh, fine, yeah, it's, fine it's, it's, it's some fucking, <laughs> there's some wordplay there. Yeah. <laughs> But what makes it crazier is when you get into like these different viewpoints, mm-hmm. like there's, you know, understanding what you're saying about life continuing it just being suffering. Yeah. Um, there's there's reward. another a, a view, a point of view called annihilation to where anyone who doesn't mm-hmm. make it to heaven is just going to cease to exist. Right. But then what's the point of Jesus at that point? Like why? why? Yeah. If, if hell isn't a thing... And no one's going to suffer or be punished. What was the point of the sacrifice? Yeah. I, yeah. We, we really got to get into like, there's a lot of stuff that Christianity has built into it that doesn't exist in the Bible so much. Mm-hmm. And one of them that I've always heard is that, <clears throat> is that bit that Jesus got the keys to death, hell and the gates mm-hmm. or whatever, when he went to... When he w- went to, went to this, my my understanding of it is he went to because we we when we talked about um, Lazarus the beggar and the mm-hmm. rich man yeah um, my understanding is he went to um, Sheol yeah. or, or death yeah the grave um, and rescued everyone who was in Abraham's bosom which was a small paradise mm-hmm. inside Sheol. Okay. That's my understanding, I, but I don't know where that's at in the Bible because I don't think that's in the Bible unless right. it's in some sort of un, non-canon book, yeah. and, which there are plenty of those. And it's like weird to understand how how Satan had the keys to death and hell and the grave to begin with because mm-hmm. he shouldn't have had those keys. Like that's not any kind of what he was designated to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. And I, I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand how the, the whole, the whole, I mean, this is the whole point of the podcast, but like the entire thing is built on such flimsy things like, oh, these people ate uh, fruit. Original humans made a mistake. Right. So now all humans are responsible for that mistake. Uh, it, it's so <laughs> what it's it's collectivism is collective punishment you know like why, why do we need it why, why do we need it because at yeah. the end of it if you want to believe that there was a palestinian man who said be good to each other mm-hmm. and appreciate each other and give each other room take to live take other. care of each other uplift each Try other to be considerate and if and you empathetic. need to if you need to put yourself ahead of everyone or put yourself behind everyone else put their needs first if you have to die mm-hmm. do it yeah do we need this backstory about where original sin came from and the serpent and prophets and do we need it all yeah i don't understand in 2024 Jesus never said if if your right eye causes you to sin, make the girl go home and change her top. Hmm. Like why? How, how Hello. Come, how come Christian schools don't pluck children's eyeballs out when they won't stop looking at their classmates' uh, side boob? Maybe that's what we're here, we're here for. Hello. We need, we need to start 
plucking out children's eyeballs. We're going to advocate for eyeball removal for sinners. And cutting off hands, too. We can't forget about that. Hands, eyeballs, just for people that believe in Jesus. I would lose both hands in the span of a day. (laughs) You don't believe in Jesus. You're not. You're not. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Sure, but. (laughs) And that that includes me taking the time to learn how to be a righty as well. (laughs) Yeah. I'd probably then losing it immediately. <laughs> I'd probably lose access to like the bathtub and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we, we saw what you did. <laughs> well, I hate that. All right, so we are going to talk about uh, another two stories. Um, this story that we're going to talk about first. Uh, these they they kind of intertwine. Yeah. Um, I think at least in my, my mind they do, but they're separated by about four chapters. This is in chapter four. Um, I want to preface this by saying it's kind of full of implications that people who believe in this should be gleaning and extracting. I'm going to say that beforehand. I don't know if any people who are listening to us right now still believe if you do. You should be getting something from this right. that can be implicated with our modern world. All right. I'm going to read this verbatim. Glee- now he, he, gleaming the cube. Yes. Please gleam the cube here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar. Sychar. Could you be a little more specific? Like where was he going through instead of just saying some area? Could you say like which part of the land he was passing through? I was literally trying to name the city. Okay, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) He was in a town in Samaria called called Sychar. Some area? Oh, dude, that was going over my head. Yeah. Samaria. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> totally missed it the first time. Um, this was near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Joseph, the one we didn't cover. Fuck that guy. Which, are you talking about the fellow with the Technicolor dream coat? Yes, that, that we, that's Joseph. That one of us refuses to talk about. I wonder which one. Mm. Um, Jacob's well was there. Yeah. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It oh. was about noon. It's a... It's a big fish or a well. Well, W-E-L-L. Oh. It is well with my soul. Okay. Um, When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Uh Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food, and apparently he is just incapable of doing anything himself. I feel like that's a mistranslation. (laughs) As I recall from from my Bible study days, what he actually said was, don't put that hog leg away. Let me get a pull on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the that's uh, a, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the Friday translation of the Bible right there. Um, so the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Mm-hmm. For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Right. He kind of goes into some living watery stuff right there to answer that. I'm right. just going to, I'm not going to bother with it. Um, the most important part, I think, is her reaction to him talking to her. Right. If we remember back in Luke, the story of the Good Samaritan, Jesus is having to humanize these people because the Jews treat them like dogs. Uh-huh. Now, let's take this and modernize it. Perhaps there's a Palestinian woman who is shocked that a Jew would talk to her. Right. 
or maybe a good Palestinian who would help a stranger that's dying in a gutter. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but the parallels are certainly there to be made. Right, right, right. So, and in reality, Jesus was most likely a Palestinian, so it would have just been a Palestinian talking to another Palestinian, which wouldn't have been weird, but... Yeah. I said that hushed. No one heard it. Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's plenty of Jewish Palestinians. People, exactly. People think that you can't be Jewish and Palestinian, but that's not true. You just, whoa, 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 buddy. <laughs> there's this, another sect of Judaism called Zionism that insists on the rebuilding of the Holy Land and giving it to God's chosen people. Hmm. wonder how many times throughout history that God has led his people to uh, take things uh, that man, were already in... The possession of other people. I'll tell you what's insane is that if you if you start going down the rabbit hole of oh, Israel and Gaza and Hamas, even on like YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. you'll be looking at videos that you swear were made three weeks ago, and it's from twelve years ago. Wow! And it's the same shit. It's the same exact shit. It's always it's been the same shit. There. Anyway, shit's wild. Mm. It's the world we live in. Yeah. So <clears throat> when I was a believer, this next story was probably my favorite story. Oh, wow. Of the narrative of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and this is coming from chapter eight. Chapter eight. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts. Turn your Bibles to chapter eight. Please. Chapter eight or verse eight? Chapter eight, verse one. Okay. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? Side note here. Where the fuck is the man? Hmm. The law commands us to stone such women, but it takes two to tango, motherfucker. (laughs) All right. Anyways, verse 6, they were using this question as a trap in order to have basis for accusing him. So just in five short chapters, Mr. Nicodemus back there saying, we all know that you came from God. But now in chapter 8, they want a reason to accuse him and to kill him. Mm -hmm. Fuck these Pharisees. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. That whole, that whole interaction is so weird to me. He's just like, there's people trying to kill a lady. Mm -hmm. Jesus squats and starts playing (laughs) tic-tac-toe with himself. And everybody, everybody else is like, hey. Fellow, we're talking to you. And then he stands back up, says it again, and goes back down and makes an X. I, I like to think that he's like doing a uh, <laughs> Tupac-style diss track, just writing the lyrics oh, in the yeah. sand. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Tic-tac-toe makes a lot more sense, though. Ah, uh, yeah. He's playing against the Holy Spirit. Wow. Yeah. His mom. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also himself. <sighs> Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> so you can't lose. I felt that. He on can't you. lose. I felt that on you, brother. <laughs> Shoo! <laughs> Shoo! I felt that on you, brother. So when when these motherfuckers heard this, 
they began to go away one at a time. Yeah, they're like, okay. First, the older ones. This guy's insane. Let me get out of here. <laughs> I don't understand why that's an important point. They left in chronological order from oldest to youngest. Yeah, the old guys just get it first. Like, yeah, I'm tired. I gotta, I, gotta, like, I gotta get home to my pills. I've done worse stuff today. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going home. Glad no one was watching me an yeah, hour ago. They're gonna stone me if I throw this rock. <laughs> uh, they left until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up again and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? Dude, he was so enthralled with his drawing. He was just like... He didn't even know they left. Where'd they go? Where the fuck? (laughs) She said, no one, sir. So he replies, then neither do I condemn you. So... (laughs) Go and leave your life of sin. I I specifically didn't put that part in there because uh, I don't like the way Christians use that. Yeah. Um, but what, I don't like the way Christians use most things. Yeah. What does it even mean though? Like, how does that even translate to like, go live your life without sin? It's like, what the fuck? You just told me I didn't sin. You, you can't possibly you expect said, that from me. You just said that what I did wasn't worth dying for. So what, just go continue living like I have been and it's, like make this... ends meet by sleeping with dudes that <laughs> want to fuck me. <laughs> exactly. The fuck? Wait, are you trying to fuck me right now? Is that what's happening? Are Jesus. Me? Oh, I thought, man, I think I, I got nervous. I thought you were talking to me specifically. I was like, my wife's in the other room. No, I was the I was the woman <sighs> in that scenario, and you were Jesus. Well, I figure you'd be the... Listen, you, like, listen. Hey, come on, well, I'm tall. <laughs> I just don't think... <laughs> That's all that matters? Yeah, right. Uh, all right, sorry, so... Sorry, tall women. The, no, you're beautiful, and we love you. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing about this, before I really get into any meaning... This section um, that I just read, chap, uh, chapter 8, verse 1 through 11, they are what is called a, Jesus, pseudepigrapha. 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 Never heard that word before. These are falsely attributed works, texts whose claimed author is not the true author, or a work whose real author attributed it to a figure of the past. The name of the author to whom the work is falsely attributed is often prefixed with the article pseudo, such as, for example, pseudo-Aristotle or pseudo-Dionysius. So in this case, it would be pseudo-John. Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. Okay. Um, Because it is not believed that John wrote this section. Oh. but that someone else did and attributed it to him. Damn. Honestly, this can all, uh, also be said of the whole Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like how Moses wrote the books of his own creation and birth. While he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd never heard that term before. And when you read that section, it's usually in italics. Yeah. Or there's a note saying that it wasn't in the original text. Oh, okay. The passage began to appear in some texts in the 4th century, and by the 5th, it had generally been accepted. And by now, it's all God's word. Exactly. We don't even know the difference You anymore. cannot question it. It is notable to say that even some modern translations leave it out, such as the New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures. Oh. Yes. So that section is not in there. The New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures. Yeah. What is that? I, I don't know. I don't know where that's popular. 
So now let's get into a little meaning, maybe, or at least what I call from this. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? I guess. You ready? Yeah. Okay. When you spend your entire life hearing there's something wrong with you, Mm -hmm. that you have a disease to where you can never be right, or your gender, your orientation, Mm. your addictions, your inclinations, or the things that you do just to get by, Mm -hmm. they make you less than you should be. Mm -hmm. It can do a lot of things to you mentally. Sure. Depending on who you are, you could escape inside yourself and internalize everything, blame yourself for everything, or you can lash out and rebel against this treatment knowing you don't deserve it. There are the people who look like they handle it well, And they don't let it crush them. But I promise they either fall into one of these categories. They've deluded themselves completely. Or they simply have not had the experience of trauma. Mm -hmm. The church at large in America today wants to tell you that there is something innately wrong with you. That you are missing something. That every single thing you do is wrong and you can't fix yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. From a marketing standpoint, this is brilliant. There's a God-sized hole in you. Exactly. You have to do what I say to fill that hole. We have the answer. I know God. He talks to me. Oh, what does he say? No, no, that's what pastors say. That's oh. the entire Christian thing. Is I thought it? we just changed in that exact moment. <sighs> You're talking to God now? No, no, I do talk to God, but not about um, anything except my own. I don't talk to God. I, don't oh, okay. know. I was trying to make a joke and didn't go anywhere. So, yeah, no, I, I, that whole, go on. Okay. Um, so from a marketing standpoint, like I said, this is brilliant. You have a problem. We have a solution. Come give us your money. From a humanistic standpoint, this is cataclysmic. Mm. You and I are examples of this. Oh. Told from a young age that there's something wrong with us, and then we have to grapple with that for our entire fucking lives until one day we realize that maybe there isn't. Right. Maybe we were taken advantage of. Maybe our families were taken advantage of. Maybe lives have been ruined in the name of money and Jesus. And there's no maybe on that one. Oh. That one's confirmable. But the meaning, if you pull anything from this story, aside from the fact that it humanized women in a time that they were considered less than men, So whoever the author was showed some progressiveness there. But I think if there is a message that the people who claim to believe in this guy have completely missed, it's in those last words. I don't condemn you either. Mm. There's nothing wrong with you. Right. That's the point of all of this. Okay. That's the point of this podcast. That's a good word, brother. Leisure. Leger. Sorry, I said it wrong. It's it's okay. That was phonetically. Brother Ledger. Brother Leaguer. Brother Ledger's keeping track of what's what. <laughs> so I mean, that that's why I'm here. I, that's why you're here. Yeah. That's why we're here. I don't judge you either. If if you're listening, I hope that's why you're here. We we were wounded by someone telling us straight from the tip that there was something wrong from us and that we had pissed off God and now there's nothing we can do about it. Straight from the tip. Straight from the tip. You said that on purpose. I did. You're trying you like to seduce it? me. Oh, well. I don't judge you either. You can go now, but don't sin again. Exactly. Don't sin, okay? Don't sin. So Well, I didn't, so Okay, good. Well don't do it don't do it again. I won't do it. Okay. I won't not do it. I think that I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that telling people there's nothing they can do about pissing off God 
misses whatever message is there to be found. So if you're listening right now, I want you to know, like Shanti just said, there's nothing wrong with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Mm. I'm going to start some piano music. Please. Sister sister <laughs> piano player, if you could head to the piano. Sister Myrtle, if you'll come up. Yeah. Um, sure, we have, we have illness, mental illness, trauma, tragedy, PTSD. It's all there. But it doesn't mean that there's something innately wrong with us. We haven't done anything wrong. And if you're listening while still believing in Christianity, welcome. You're welcome here. Yeah. But I want those last words that he says there. I don't condemn you either. Those should be the only things you should ever be saying to anyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. So. Yeah. I don't condemn you either. There's nothing wrong with you, Chauncey. Hey, thanks, buddy. That's not true, but (laughs) I appreciate you for saying it. I have a lot of stuff wrong with me. Well, I, I do too. No, there's nothing but, wrong with you, Jason. But, well, thank you, but I do have things. Uh, but there's nothing egregious enough for me to comment oh, on. Egregious, good word. Yeah. I mean, you you know where your limits are, but I don't need to comment on them, right? Com- comment on them? Comment on them. I would appreciate it if you didn't. I mean, I haven't. I'm not. That's Com- comment on my. I'm not going to comment on anything. I, I, uh, yeah, no. I. It's silly. It's silly when it comes down to it. The whole entire point of Jesus, it seems to me, was to try to get humans to stop uh, being so judgy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot in the in the Bible, in the New Testament, and in Jesus's actions that are like, "Hey, worry about your goddamn self." Yeah. And uh, that message has been stripped out of the modern Christianity. It's gone. And or, or, like, there's like the plank in your eye verse, and mm-hmm. the, if they didn't judge you, I'm not going to, and, and throw the first stone, and all of it. It's like a, a running theme in the New Testament is like, don't worry about other people's sin. Worry about your own sin. And if you believe, believe. And if you don't, that's fine. <laughs> and that's lost. It's completely gone. Yeah. It, it's one or the other. It's black or white. It's yeah, you're, it, you're either with us or you're against us. It like only exists in the in the minds and actions of like pseudo Christians that are like barely hanging on to Christianity. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like as I transitioned from Christian to atheist, I found more empathy in the world. Mm-hmm. I stopped judging people and started looking at them as like. Like what you said earlier about addicts, it's drug addiction is a motherfucker and it's not something that people want to do. Right. People don't want to be addicted to drugs and feel that need, but they do want to be quote unquote normal. So these people try so hard to get their brain to a normal state using whatever they can get their hands on, mm-hmm. which is sometimes bath bathtub meth. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And it's like, okay. That person's a piece of shit. Yeah. Or they can't afford to go see a psychologist and get Adderall and get a routine going and get on their daily shit and like be able to focus. And, you know, it's like we ignore all these things and it's egregious. (laughs) Good word. Yeah. I heard it earlier. I'm a big Lebowski fan. So I repeat words that I hear. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's similar to my experience with alcohol. You know, like when my 20s, 30s, now, Mm -hmm. you know, I've self-medicated with alcohol. 
yeah a lot of that and it's just i i didn't know how to deal with being a person yeah for most of it because you know like uh past trauma that i won't get into but there's also coming coming to terms with what, what i felt about christianity and what i didn't understand about it and then coming out of it and sure you know like what are you supposed to do yeah, I think about how I did well in school. I only did well in school if I made school like my whole focus. Mm-hmm. Like I had to like obsess over it and it could be my only like goal is like, all right, I got to do good in school. Yeah. And that's the only time I did well in school. If I was trying to like split my interest between something going on at church, something going on at school, one of them would get lost. Yep. And that's just my ADHD. And I thought it was a problem with me. I thought, you know, I had trouble holding down a job or I had trouble mm-hmm. whatever because I would get into situations with employers where I would try to take on too much too fast and the employer would shut me out because they would feel threatened by you know my nosiness or whatever or mm-hmm. my trying to change the system for the better or whatever that is so I would go in and try to change things and they would be like hey get the fuck out of here. And then that makes me lose, or they tell me to calm down. That makes me lose all interest in the job. So my point of saying all this is that I had a lot of trouble staying focused on something unless it was the only thing I was thinking about, mm-hmm. which is hard to do in such a complex <clears throat> world that we've created um, for ourselves. And then to fix that, the only way I could sit down and draw and learn how to draw and learn how to do art was to literally do meth. Mm. And that's where my addiction came from in that. Yeah. I, I, I did that drug as a means to an end because it was the only way I could focus on what I was focusing on. And I was, I was fortunate enough to be in a social structure uh, uh, that I had enough pride in and enough desire to not ruin that I never let my grandparents know about my addictions. I'm sure they had ideas or might've recognized whatever, but I mm-hmm. hit it well. And I was like, like, yeah, I'm just working hard trying to get this. Yeah. You know, it was just playing the game, saying what they wanted to hear. Right. Yeah. And if it wouldn't been, if it hadn't been for that hurricane that made uh chip move back to mobile, um, I just would have kept doing it. I like, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't see an exit for myself if I had had the source consistently you know what i mean like like once i once i lost my source i had too much pride to go looking for it at strange places and i didn't want to get something that was inferior or or worse you know right and so that i've been through that part of addiction that that i i'm i'm one of the fortunate people who went through an addiction as a white male in the u.s and didn't get fucking slam fucked into prison for the rest of my life for it. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that privilege. They don't have that advantage. They don't have people that they go to church with that work at the courts that say, no, he's a good kid. And it's like, yeah, he's a good kid, but he just tried to kill somebody and is on meth. So, Hmm. you know, like he's maybe not a good kid. Yeah. (laughs) But, but I I was a good kid. I like when it came down to it, what I needed was to be able to, use my brain to focus on what I needed to focus on. And, and illegal drugs were the only thing I found that could do that, Mm -hmm. that I could like stay with because I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with doctor's appointments and I couldn't keep up with what it took to do it legit. You know, I didn't have insurance. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to go give some guy 30 bucks than to go 
to the fucking healthplace.marketgov website and try to do anything. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm shit saying? That crashes it's every infuriating. day. Infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do that this past week because of my gallbladder and stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'll look up some health insurance. And I was just like, okay, so I have to pay 500 to to $1,000 a month so that I can go to the hospital and pay my hospital visits up until whatever amount of dollar I've bought the package for to be able to afford and then once I've spent that 12 grand, then I can get stuff done, you know, without having to worry about how much it's going to cost me. Yeah. It's insane. It Insurance is. is crazy. And Wait. it's like, like, you can't just expect people who can't even go through the fucking marketplace to like, just fix your health. And like, not right. everybody has a grandmother that'll call and make an appointment for them. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandma's been gone. My mom's gone. I don't talk to my dad. It's like, have to do all this myself and it's very hard to do and it takes a lot of work and anybody can tell you that um keeping up with appointments as an ADHD adult is like tough it's, yeah it's hard you got to you got to fully focus on it and I couldn't do it without the medicine I'm on now mm. and I couldn't I couldn't have become a tattoo artist without the meth then so for a, for me I see addiction a hundred percent as people trying to fit in desperately and trying so hard to maintain whatever grasp they have on normalcy Mm -hmm. and and through using the drug of their choice that they feel like is taking care of the symptoms that are making them least normal. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how I've come to view addiction in my life. So I don't really, I don't really like it when people make fun of addicts. I don't like it. I, I mean, I see a lot of videos online of like pale underbelly and stuff like that. That person's more compassionate than some videos, but like you see videos of people just stopping on a corner and recording somebody being at the lowest point of their life. Yeah. And it's like, do you feel better, dude? You're right. like what's sitting the, in your the, car. What are you doing? Recording this, hoping like a lot of people click it. Yeah. And to get this person help? No. Just so your Instagram numbers go up. I mean, that would be one thing if it was like, we're going to record this person, but then we're going to take them to a clinic and get them some help. Right, right, all right. Okay. Yeah. But that's not happening. No. So. Yeah. I got a long way to go on addiction. Yeah. In this country. Well, it it all plays into the, you talked about your soapboxes. I'll get on my own soapbox, but like. It it all plays into the on, brother. it all plays into the fact that like uh the capitalist system doesn't work without a lowest level to be afraid of joining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you take care of people at the lowest level and all of a sudden if you're bad off, you get to live in a nice apartment building where people that take care of you in healthcare, people are all gonna be like, I'm bad off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Okay, that's the point. We're all bad off and we got to lift the people from the bottom up. And then and then if you somehow become the person on the bottom because we're taking care of the bottom people too good, guess what? You're next, buddy. We're lifting from the bottom until, you know. There you go. Yeah. So I I don't know, it's just so hard to get people into the idea that like yeah, I know you're struggling, but the person that's struggling worse is doing a little better now. And people instantly want to be like, fuck that. Why are they doing better? I should be doing better. Right. Keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, my God. You On are, a very low level. You are doing better. 
there's not a person <laughs> dying on your corner anymore uh, of your uh, on your way to work. Exactly. We all do better. Yes, exactly. You don't have to sit Com- and like see a guy shaking on the sidewalk anymore because he's taken care of. And that makes you feel better through the day and not feel like nobody cares. Right. It should. Right. At least, hopefully. Yeah. But does it? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. We've been talking for an hour. How do you feel? I feel okay. Good January episode? I think so. I am a... Uh, I don't know what it was about the the talk about Adderall and everything, but mm-hmm. I'm about to start my next semester of school. Oh yeah, the hard one. I start on Thursday, and it is going to be the most difficult ever. But it's also my last. Mm-hmm. And a course, a um, course, so intense that the professor tried to talk you out of it. She did try to talk me out of it. <laughs> She's te- she's teaching all three of the classes I'm taking. Oh, God. and she tried to talk me out of taking at least one of them. Maybe she doesn't want to see your face. So I mean, that's possible. That's totally possible. She she taught two of my classes last semester, oh, yeah. and she I don't she might not be a fan. She's like, "Hi, you're back." Yeah. Wow. Oh, good to see you. Oh, you're again. in all of the classes I'm teaching this semester. <laughs> good, good. Well, listen, I'll be done after this. You'll never see me again. I promise. But oh, you're a PA. Now. <laughs> so, so that's coming um but if the if the quality ta ta yeah it's a movie thing and uh yeah and a doctor thing yes yes and a, a state uh, f- physician's assistant and a state where nick Pen- cap lives pennsylvania how you, how you doing nick hey nick thanks for the gifts you sent us we enjoyed the soap i play with the little I can't, I can't remember what the thing's called. Akimba or something? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Nick, Nick, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, and those sour candies are delicious. I ate the whole box of the last ones, but I'll break this box open so Jason can have another one because I know he uh, loves with, them with, so much. Uh, God damn it. Let's eat another one of these sour candies Let's right at it. the end of this episode. Oh. These sour candies are from Nick, and I'm, I don't know what... They're made of because the only English on the entire thing is the word Orion and then sour candy. And I, think every- that, I think they're made of rubber. There's a little <laughs> rubber in there. Everything else is kanji. I think it's Korean. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've missed it. I've missed it. I love it. It doesn't even bother me, but you're hurting over there. I am hurting. Mm. Um, so I say that about school to say... If the quality of the podcast writing goes down mm. for a couple months, that's what's going on. Yeah, don't worry. I'll pick it up with my jokes. All right. But we will have two more episodes of John. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're doing cult. We're going full cult. Oh, hell yeah. That might be the end of February. Okay. And then we're going to do some um, some Mormonism okay, for, cool. for an episode. So our calendar's stacking up. I think we're going to get to Revelation pretty soon. Is that, oh, Revelation? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Man, I want to say. Stangling the carrot out there. I started in the Old Testament thinking we would go through the whole Bible, and mm-hmm. now you skip me to the New Testament. And now you're talking about skipping to the end. I want to know about. You wanted to skip to the, the New Testament. You wanted some New Testament. Do you want to go back to the Old Testament? We can. I think we should sprinkle in some Old Testament. Okay. Between all the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much stuff in the Old Testament that needs to be talked about. Oh, yeah. Like, we haven't gone through all the Solomon and David shit or all the... Oh, there's so much. The judges or the prophets. There's so much. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what was that word? Uh, 
pseudepigrapha. Oh, yeah. The book of Daniel is supposedly entirely a pseudepigrapha. No shit. Yeah. I always wonder how they get them lions down in that cave. Like, why did they stay there? Maybe they fell. Maybe it was a trap, and yeah. the lions are just stuck down there. Oh, we talked about this before. And they throw humans down there so they can uh, stay alive. That's true. Uh, it's insane. Where, where does it say that about Daniel? Cats don't shit where they eat, so they must have, like, a separate cave for shitting in. Mm. Or they bury it. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's, like, a completely it's different a room. sandy pit down there, and they just bury their poop in the corner. Maybe, yeah. Um trying to find that where i said that about daniel but it does say um the two non-canonical books the book of enoch canonical and the book of jubilees thank you they are categorized as pseudepigrapha here we go um canonical the book of daniel is considered to have been written in the second century 400 years after daniel lived Oh, cool. Thus, the work is pseudepigraphic. Yeah, the book of Daniel, who is someone I didn't know, but I heard about that lived 400 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I bet there's lions. Yeah. Imagine, like, who's who lived 400 years ago that we know of? Like, Napoleon or something? The 1670? Mm. Who would have been a that, four- that, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. What years did Napoleon reign? Yeah, imagine writing a whole book right now about napoleon's desires and life mm. 1799 to 1804 right so around the same time period yeah yeah i don't know i mean i've learned about napoleon plenty but i couldn't write a book right about napoleon imagine like just trying to imagine napoleon's fucking uh desires and interests just based on so if someone tasked me stories you've heard if someone tasked me with writing a book Mm -hmm. what would i have to do i'd have to make shit up you'd have to or or i mean even if you found like so much information about napoleon it was insane Mm -hmm. you still couldn't know his motivations and stuff like but even in this time where there's no internet there's no encyclopedias there's no there's nothing Mm -hmm. so you're just going off what someone else said You're and then flipping through old manuscripts of stuff like like just reading through copies of copies of copies of stuff mm-hmm. in the libraries of religion yeah they're all finely uh curated to not include anything that doesn't make sense to the story they're trying to push mm. sounds like an agenda yeah. yeah there's an agenda afoot to be sure all right, well, we'll be back. Oh, thank you. I don't know what I did, but thank you. You looked at the sink. I did look at the sink. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll be back in two weeks with uh, the third part of John. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you guys want this book. Oh, yeah, Parenting Without God. Holler, I'm going to have three questions. You'll have to answer my questions three. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you can have the book. Yeah, we just want to make sure the right parent gets it. Right. Or a parent at all. Any, really any parent yeah so anything else you got to uh to talk about this week um let's see still got my gallbladder good still got my heart also good even better yeah yeah, yeah. so we'll see how those things proceed i will eventually have to have one of them removed hopefully the former <laughs> yeah hopefully um 
They're gonna, if you have to have your heart removed, I would like to volunteer to do it Indiana Jones style. We're just going and Kalima. Yeah. Kalima. Um, I, that sounds good to me. And then <laughs> second, uh, I just want to say that if it just want you guys to know that in the future, I might have to reschedule an episode ra- randomly because I don't know how my body's going to act uh, moving forward. And I still have a bad gallbladder. So there may become a time where I'm like, I actually can't record this week because I'm dying in my gut and I have to go to surgery. Well, if that happens, I'll just do one by myself. Hey. And that, that'll be the best episode we've ever had. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so sad. I don't think I could do one by myself. I think it would just be straight information yeah. and no one would give a shit. Yeah. We just had to change the name to Heretic Club. Mm-hmm. It's not it's social. No social. It's just one guy. It's just me. Uh, yeah. It's just him. Mm. That sounds sad. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Let's just let's just bump it. Heretic we'll bump Heretic Solo. Heretic Solo. Maybe. That's me. I want to get my I, I don't know if you guys like listening to podcasts a lot, but if you do, um encourage my wife to do a podcast with me where I, I'm trying to get her to just cut the microphones on when we come in here to smoke and do like just like get high and then spend do like bring back like seven minutes in heck. Where I just, we just record for seven minutes of whatever happens. Just random gibberish nonsense. We just smoked and we're high as hell and let's talk a little bit. I would listen to that. Yeah. All right. I'll encourage her. Okay. Good. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. All your heretics, your social clubness brings us life. There's there's at least 49 of y'all and we appreciate you. We we need to get that number up to sixty nine. Hey, oh, yeah. But actually, more than that. So, if you want to tell your friends about Heretic Social Club, we'll give you a T shirt if you buy it when we have them for sale. Yes, we will do that. Yes, <laughs> we promise. <laughs> so that's that's our gift to you. Don't worry about it. You're it's welcome. Not a gift. <laughs> All right. Uh, have a good weekend. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye.